Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. What does ponder actually mean? Well, according to the dictionary, it means think about something carefully, especially before making a decision or reaching a conclusion. Well, as you know, on the Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity podcast episodes, we allow women to share their stories in a non-judgmental way about why they stepped out of their relationships. But there are so many other interesting topics that we all need to learn from and not to judge right away. So let's talk about it now. Let's ponder. Well, hello and welcome to Let's Ponder on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. This is Rebecca. Hope everybody is doing well. I am sitting here totally confused because it's Monday. I should be at work, but I'm not because I'm phasing out. I'll work tomorrow and I'll work Thursday and the same thing next week. So tomorrow I'm going in to make sure that the replacement did okay today and help her on our busiest day tomorrow, take another day off. So to me, I have no clue what day it is. It almost feels like Sunday, but my daughter who lives with me is at work. And it's just a different feeling, which means I'm going to be totally confused tomorrow because I'll think it's Monday tomorrow at work. And I guess I've heard it so many times from people who are retired or no longer work that they have no clue what day it is. So the fact that I'm sitting here on a Monday morning and I'm in the process of coloring my hair. So as I'm sitting here, I have gooey color stuff in my hair sitting in my coloring jacket that looks like I just committed some sort of a sick murder because I've been using this for years and there's all sorts of stains on it from my hair color and it's just so sexy and attractive. I'm glad this isn't a video podcast because I'm thinking y'all would run away. (laughs) Anyways, Today we're going to talk about something that I've always been confused about, a lot of it. And I think that it's more um, more talked about now than it was even 10 years ago, um, but polyamory. And uh, of course, when you come in through on social media and groups and you hear people talking about that they're poly or whatever, the first thing that I want to think of is the fundamentalist um, Mormon group, the LDS, that have... Um, you know, that they're married to all sorts of different women, um, those in polygamy. And so that's, that's what I always think of, because, you know, there was a movie back in like 1980, or something like that. And uh, it had Helen Hunt and Diane. um, Oh, gosh, she's married to, uh, I think she's married to Josh Brolin, Diane, and I love her. I can't think of her name. Well, she was in that one movie, uh, Uh, unfaithful with Richard Gere, Diane. Oh, anyways. um, And it was about Short Creek and and the polygamy and these young girls having to get married to these, uh, the older 
leaders and all of that and and trying to run away and things like that. It's just really heartbreaking. But that's when I was first introduced to that, you know, and at eight or nine years old, I was really, really confused. But, um, oh, Diane Lane, that's her name. Okay, so anyways, um, that's where things were getting confused. So I had a person who actually submitted his podcast or his story um, for the podcast uh, have me join a group. And so I went ahead and joined it. It was a polyamory group, not for because I am, poly, you know, anything like that. It was so I could kind of learn. Um, so I have some feedback from them or how their relationships, how they feel about it. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, But I also wanted to look up, you know, professional articles um, from people um, who would, you know, I'm saying um a lot today. Maybe I need more coffee. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) Lord help me. Um, But anyway, I wanted to read a little bit more on a professional level of what like a doctor or psychologist type of thing would talk about. And then we'll get to the personal stories that people shared. So this first article, it's called What is Polyamory? And it says it was by it's by WebMD editorial contributors and medically reviewed by Dan Brennan, MD, on June 29th of 2021. It states, polyamorous people have multiple loving, intentional, and intimate relationships at the same time. Polyamory is a type of open or non-monogamous relationships that follow certain guidelines. Polyamory specifically refers to people who have multiple romantic relationships at the same time. It does not mean any type of open relationship that may include more casual sexual partners. In many polyamorous relationships, each partner is aware of the other ones. Partners may also have relationships or friendships with each other. There are a few different types of polyamory. Solo polyamory includes people who don't have a primary partnerships, but date multiple people. They remain mostly independent in their personal lives. I didn't to me when I read that I just think oh it's somebody who just doesn't want to get serious and just dates different people like any single person would but uh, maybe I don't know maybe it's different and then there's polyfidelity refers to a group of three or more who have a committed relationship with each other and do not date outside of the group and then hierarchical if I spelled pronounce that right polyamory means people who have primary partnerships to which they devote the most time and attention and secondary and tertiary uh, tertiary if I can even say that one right partnerships that receive less time and attention the primary partner may have more power over important decisions and then there's non hierarchical again sorry if I'm mispronouncing uh, polyamory and it refers to the people who don't have a hierarchy of partners it is also called egalitarian polyamory or relationship anarchy hopefully I said that egalitarian correctly each partner may receive equal time and attention they may also have equal input on important life choices even reading that still confuses the hell out of me what is the difference between polyamory and swinging? 
Swingers have multiple sexual partners but may not develop emotional or romantic connections with their partners. Swingers usually attend sex parties and other events to swap partners. They may have recurring sexual partners, but their focus is not on having romantic relationships. Polyamorous people, on the other hand, focus on fostering romantic relationships. Polyamorists can also be swingers or attend swinger parties. Swingers are sometimes also polyamorous. Myths and Misconceptions About Polyamory Polyamory is just cheating. People in polyamorous relationships are open and honest with each other about their other partners. Successful polyamory depends on honesty, integrity, and communication. Polyamory is not about being secretive or hiding your activities with your other romantic partners. Additionally, people in polyamorous relationships can cheat. In a poly relationship, as it is called, uh, sometimes called for short, doing something secretive may count as cheating, depending on the relationship agreements. Examples include seeing a new partner and hiding it from someone or violating a previously set boundary. Polyamorists are just avoidant or afraid of commitment. Pol uh, commitment in polyamory often looks different than it does in monogamous relationships. Couples may not create traditional relationship milestones together like cohabitation, engagement, or marriage. However, they still have committed relationships and are there for each other. Some people believe that polyamory requires a lot of commitment because of how much dedication to open and honest communication it requires. Polyamorous relationships don't have true intimacy. Some people do find that having multiple partner detracts from the intimacy in their relationships, but other polyamorous people find that it that being in intimate relationships with multiple people creates more intimacy due to the vulnerability and communication required. This is where I would be struggling, even with my own past, but it says here polyamorous people don't get jealous. Many polyamorous people do get jealous. Many polyamorous people do get jealous. However, the way they deal with jealousy is usually different than the way monogamous people do. They usually view it as an insecurity or fear to work on and overcome rather than a relationship-ending problem. Parents having multiple partners is damaging for their children. More research is needed to determine the full effect of polyamory on children. However, preliminary research shows that some polyamorous families can be good for children. Just as with monogamous parents, some situations may be better or worse for children depending on several factors. Polyamorous people just want to have a lot of sex. Some polyamorous people do have a lot of sex, but for many, the focus of polyamory is more about building loving, intimate relationships. Most romantic relationships do involve sex, including polyamorous ones. How polyamory works in relationships. Polyamorous relationships are complex and each one is different. People in polyamorous relationships design their own relationships by setting their desired boundaries and establishing rules that are different from those in monogamous relationships. One of the most important agreements that polyamorous people have is the agreement about safer sex. 
This usually refers to a rule about who they will have unprotected sex with with forms of birth control for people who can get pregnant. This is essential to prevent the spread of sexually transmitted infections or unintentional pregnancy in polyamorous relationships. How to explore polyamory. If you already have a partner, the first step towards establishing a polyamorous relationship is to talk to your partner about it. If you are nervous about bringing it up, you may want to gauge their interest in or knowledge of the topic by inviting them to watch a movie with a polyamorous situation, asking them what they think about polyamorous people you both know, asking them their thoughts about non-monogamous celebrity, sending them an article about polyamory. Bring up the topic in a moment of peace in a safe place and time. An argument is not the best time to ask about opening up the relationship. If your partner says no or expresses concerns, listen to them. Relationship specialists recommend reassuring your partner that you still care about them. Express your reasons for wanting to try polyamory while also assuring them that you are committed to the relationship. However, if you already know that you are poly, whether you have a partner or not, it may be best to seek out new partners who, all, who are already polyamorous or at least interested in non-monogamous relationships. Helping your loved ones to understand polyamory. Coming out as polyamorous should always be your choice. You may choose to come out to personal friends or family members, but not to coworkers or acquaintances. Consider why you would like to come out before you do so. Some experts recommend finding out a person's thoughts about polyamory by asking them a few questions before you come out. You can ask them about another alternative lifestyle choice or a movie with polyamory in it to gauge what they may think about polyamory. When coming out to children, relationship experts recommend waiting for the child to ask about your relationship. Give honest and age-appropriate information. Present the information in a calm manner to help children feel safe and secure. So that was an interesting article, really pulling apart different types and suggestions. So if you personally have been considering it, and I know that there are some who listen that are in that situation where they're unsure of how to proceed, maybe this was helpful. Um, I, you know, we all have our own choices and our own reasons, and we do not judge for what, what it is you choose to do in your life. So you need to make sure you're focusing on making yourself happy. Um, and again, like I say, I don't condone anything and I don't judge anything. I just want people to feel that they have the right as long as it's legal, right, um, to do what it is they need to do in their lives to make themselves happy. On Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I provide them with a safe place to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. If you have been through this, whether it be because you were unfaithful or you were betrayed, you know that you just can't open the topic for discussion with your family and friends. It can be very lonely to process it all on your own. I know from my own experience, when I was being unfaithful, the emotions that can all be too consuming. These reasons are why I chose to create this podcast. I don't condone infidelity. 
but it happens, and I refuse to place judgment on anyone. But I also feel it is just as important to learn what the husband or partner endures when this truth is revealed. What was it that led him to feel suspicious of her? How did he find out? How did he process all of this and what would he do next? How could he confront her? About five minutes later, I'm still not sleeping, but I hear a conversation on the phone over the music. I heard Becky on the phone, but her voice was different. It had a slower, seductive sound to it with a smile on her face. It wasn't a normal phone voice for her. At this point, I was wide awake and realizing something was going on. When I heard her say, I'm just wearing a bra, I decided to see what the hell was going on out there. I walked out to her in the living room, lying on her back on the carpet, pillow behind her head, phone in one hand and the other hand down her pants. I was stunned. She saw me and froze. She said to the other person on the other end of the phone line, well, my boyfriend is up, so I'm going to let you go. And she hung up. I asked what this was all about. Who was that on the other line? She told me she was talking to her cousin. I said, your cousin asks you what you are wearing often? By subscribing to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity on Patreon, you will get to hear these stories from the husband or partner's point of view as they share their side of the betrayal. Has your wife or partner been unfaithful? Have you not had anybody to really talk to about it? You're not alone. Perhaps you might even want to share your side for the show to help others. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and select Patreon to subscribe. Pledges start at $3 a month for the No Judgment tier. Not only do you get two extra stories a month, you get early access to the regular Raw Truth Stories ad-free and my outtakes. When you select the I Love This Podcast tier, which is $5 a month pledge, not only will you receive everything in the No Judgment tier, you will receive a No Judgment bracelet and an acknowledgement on a future Raw Truth episode, first name only with your city and state. Thank you to the group that I had tentatively joined for research. I am going to share their experiences because they were open enough to message me or even post it on the page directly about where they are, how they feel, what happened, etc. So we'll get started here with the first story. Hello, my husband and I, who are recently married after being together since we were 14, now we are 21, decided to do polyamory. It was not in a very ethical way, which is why I'm sending you a private message. We both cheated on each other a lot around 18. There was a lot of jealousy, mostly from my end, despite me really enjoying being with other men. I guess since he cheated first, I wanted him to feel the jealousy I felt. But then when he'd talk to another girl or download Tinder after we broke up, I'd get so shaken up over it, even if I did the wrong thing this time. Sounds pretty crazy, but very deeply in love all at the same time. We always knew we wanted to be together, but we just never worked 
on it and didn't really realize the issue. We were actually single before we got engaged and then married a month later. The issue was we are not monogamous. Once we've opened our relationship to allow each other to form separate relationships with the chance to join together, if all parties wanted to, we've been even better. We started watching porn together. We've done that a few times, but not like this. Dirty talk about threesomes during and saying what we want in the future before climax and then talking about it after. We really don't have rules, but with respects, we ask to be kept like no lying, being safe, communication, and no one makes either of us uncomfortable. For example, someone who tries to break us up or someone we know personally. Each poly is different with how they do things. This is how we came about ours, LOL. Allowing myself to be jealous free by not expecting monogamy has been the most amazing feeling and our sex has been hotter than ever. The next story is, hi Rebecca, we got into poly by accident. My wife of 14 years has always been bi-curious, but had never explored it before. She came to me and said she wanted to try being with a woman, but wanted to include me and asked if I would be interested in having a threesome with another woman. I said, sure. She talked to her best friend of 10 years about it, who was also very bi-curious. We set up a night for all of us to be together. They both found that they weren't just curious and were both very bi. But friendship mixed with sex brought deep feelings for all of us. Her best friend was married and he was very emotionally abusive. She says she had never felt so loved before and loved us more than she had loved anyone before. She left her husband 10 months later and her, ki- and her and her three kids moved in with us and our three kids. The modern day Brady Bunch is what we call ourselves. 18 months after she moved in, we committed to each other for life. Each one of us considers ourselves married to each of the other two. We celebrated our 12th anniversary on Valentine's Day. You can PM me if you would like. I am the husband. The next little story is, I love reading this. My family just started Polly last January. I fell in love with my best friend and didn't even realize I was bi, something I was raised to just push deep down. And I went to my husband and found out he was also crazy about her. After we all three talked, it took us about three days to decide this was it for us, the end all be all. And I've never been more happy and felt more loved in my life. She is now expecting my husband's and my third kiddo and her first from her. We are beyond blessed. I can't wait to celebrate every anniversary to come and everything in life with them. And I'm just going to stop and comment and say, you know, this, this, it, it warms my heart just to know that there's these people out there that this is what they really want and find that bring them happiness. And I'm just happy for them because they just sound so happy. (laughs) Okay, the next one says, I was 26 and I wanted to be with my partner forever. I also wanted to date and experiment and meet other people. Turns out it worked out. We both have serious relationships with other people, none of whom are involved with each other. And the next one says, Rebecca, there are so many different ways to be poly. Polyamory involves love and caring of more than one person. You can also be poly and not in 
any relationships at the present time, but you are open to loving and caring for more than one person. And I think, you know, going back to the article in my head, that's one of the things that they talked about. And that's where I kind of segued and said, to me, that just seems like regular dating and you just, you know, are just not a person that wants to commit to one single person because you're just, you know, loving it all, loving people for who they are and, you know, more power to you. Okay, so then it comes down here to the next one. Couples can date couples. That's polyamory. If a couple is just hooking up and swapping with another another couple with no intention of having a relationship, that's swinging. And then there's another one that says, Rebecca, there are so many ways to do poly. This is absolutely polyamory. Open relationships, in my understanding, so someone kindly correct me if I'm wrong, are more about having more sexual partners rather than full-on relationships or dating. Polyamory equals many loves. Open relationships equals extra sexual partners, kind of like swinging. And they said question mark. Does that make sense? So I appreciate all this information because, like I mentioned at the beginning, I was like, I don't really understand it, but now I do. I understand more. And if you were curious and you're listening to this, hopefully this has helped you understand uh, more about it. Again, I was always just raised with the whole polygamy um, stories and things like that that happened. And the word polyamorous is fairly new to me. And so that's why I went out and did some research. And I actually have a really good friend who is polyamorous. And um, if he is listening to this, then he knows who he is. Um, But I think it was about that time, so it's been over a year or so ago when I talked with him about it. And at some point, I do want to get his story because um, there's a lot of variables in his situation. Um, But one day, now that I'm not going to be working, I'm going to be able to have time to tweak the podcast a little bit and um, maybe consider, you know, on these topics bringing people on the show to talk about it instead of just me reading their little notes. So hopefully these are all just in my mind, no guarantees, but uh, just for the these types of shows. My regular raw truth I'm planning at this point because of all the um, privacy concerns and I've been Several people have said, well, I'll be a guest. Well, I'll be a guest. Well, I don't have guests because of the privacy and I have a format and I want to continue to respect that format and these people. Even if people are open to talking about it, I, I'm not ready yet to, to cross that line with people. I like to keep themselves anonymous. They are anonymous really from me. Maybe I know their real name, but I don't know who they are. I don't know their voice. I don't know any of that. And so... I know a lot of people get nervous even with their story being out and we're changing names that somebody's going to hear and just know it's them, which the likelihood of that is really low considering, uh, you know, how many people live in this world and what tiny amount truly listen to my podcast of those billions of people. (laughs) But, um, But I'm considering maybe for my ponder episode. So I'll keep you guys posted. We'll see where my mind goes when I'm done working completely and I've reorganized my life at home and uh, it's just been a hell of a year as you know. Thank you again to everyone who submitted their little stories for this. I really appreciate 
all of your support and help on explaining what polyamory is about. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to access story guides, subscribe to Patreon for bonus episode of the men's side of female infidelity, and to vote for this podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story for the show, share feedback, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or send by snail mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Every story is always anonymous. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is produced and edited by Rebecca Adams. You can follow the show on Facebook at Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, on Instagram at Podcast Raw Truth, and on Twitter at Raw Female. Thank you again, and be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember no judgment. Goodbye.